0: We're back on another episode of Breaking Bread, and I'm here with author Mark Seal, who wrote Leave the Gun, Take the Cannoli. Could it be a more perfect title for this podcast? And as a huge fan of The Godfather, I'm thrilled to have him here. Mark, welcome.
1: Thank you very much. Nice to be here.
0: So, you know, I'm sure there's probably almost all of our listeners have seen The Godfather. I would like to like, think so that's actually one of my requirements when I ask a girl out I'm like have you seen The Godfather and if she says no it's like an automatic like you know x like done but uh long story short like how do you get to write about The Godfather that's such an amazing and legendary film you obviously had some big shoes to fill
1: yes exactly well I wrote a story about the making of the movie uh, for Vanity Fair Magazine, where I uh, have been a contributing editor for many years in 2009. And I was able to interview uh, the cast and crew. And um, uh, from that point on, I became uh, obsessed with the story, the backstory of the movie, which I found as compelling, as almost as compelling, almost as compelling as a movie itself. Uh, So that's when my passion. the nation began and I continued uh after that uh a few years after that is when I started working on the book which required a lot more interviews and uh and there you have it I, it was just published this week
0: god bless and it was published on which day and where is it available so all the viewers published,
1: know. yes it was published yesterday Tuesday October 19th and it's available you know in bookstores and also online on Amazon and uh and all of your uh, friendly booksellers online.
0: Nice, and uh, hard, hardcover, paperback, both?
1: Paperback, not yet. Hardcover, yes, and uh, ebook and also audiobook.
0: Excellent, you, you know, and uh, it had to be a real trip interviewing uh, members of the cast and crew. Like, did you have any favorite interviews or talks or stories throughout the process of your research?
1: They were all fantastic. You know, um, I couldn't single out one that I liked better than the others. Every one that I interviewed was it seemed like was better than the last, uh, which when you get, have a film like The Godfather, that's kind of the, the 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 road you follow. I mean, it's just filled with these amazing, amazing, larger than life characters.
0: Now, for, for the audience's sake, I'm, I'm sure that they're dying to know who you might have the who you had the chance to talk to. Do you, yes. do you mind telling the audience?
1: Not at all. So for the for the uh, article, I was able to interview Robert Evans in his home. He was the, uh, the head of production at Paramount. He greenlit the movie and uh, he was uh, instrumental in uh, in working on the movie. He said it was it was. Uh, it was both a blessing and a curse with it for him because it, he, it completely uh, com- took over his life and consumed his life and it became everything to him. And I was able to interview also the many of the actors in the film, uh, James Caan uh, for one, um, and Talia Shire, and of course, Gianni Russo. Um, and, uh, and so... In addition to that, uh, I was able to access uh, the archives of Mario Puzo, the author of the Godfather novel and also the co-writer of the the film. And uh, his uh, archives, his papers are housed at Dartmouth um, University. And those were really amazing to watch, to look look through and see his actual writing and, and learn how he created the family Corleone out of thin air. Uh, you know, and so all, everything, all of the people were just so great to interview and so exciting and compelling.
0: Do you have to have some sort of special permissions to access the archives, just out of curiosity?
1: Uh, well, I was able to access it long distance through, uh, through people that were on, not on site because of the pandemic, but, but they were able to, to help me and to access papers and, uh, and get them to me so I could see them.
0: Now, this is a question that I'm sure most Godfather fans, uh, I guess that you could say is up for debate. It's probably a highly contested question. Do you prefer the book or do you prefer the, the movie?
1: Oh, my gosh. This the- well, I can't. I don't know. I think, you know, the movie is just like amazing to watch because it's three hours. It's timeless. It's... Uh, You know, you feel like you're watching it for the first time every time you watch it. And the book is, too. I mean, the book was uh, just the most unlikely thing because Mario Puzo had written two books before that. And he said he was writing for art. And neither one of those books did very well in sales. They were critically well reviewed but they didn't make a lot of money. So he said he was gonna do his next book for money. And so he wanted to create a bestseller and that's what he did. And he, and so the book is amazing too. I mean, you can't really say which is, which you prefer. I don't think, or at least I can't because each one of them is just a huge masterpiece uh, (laughs) work of art, you know? I mean, you look at the book and it just, the book is is, you know that some of the things Francis Coppola took the book when he was writing uh the script with Mario Puzo for the Godfather he took the book and he put it in in three he tore it apart he ripped out the pages and he put them in a three ring binder and what he called a prompt book and he wrote on in the margins of the book uh the scenes that he wanted to use and you can see this he wrote a wrote he published this prompt book and um you can see that he took things out of the book and took them straight to screen and so uh this, the movie is an extension of sorts of the book
0: now one one thing that i've always thought about when um when the godfather comes to like mind is obviously people who have italian and ancestry are fascinated by it you do not have any italian ancestry So can you walk me through like how, you know, you got to be uh, immersed in it, I guess, or what it was like to be immersed in it?
1: Well, you know, I'm a journalist of of many years. And so I was able to just immerse myself in this world, just like I do every story that I do. And uh, although I'm not an Italian American myself, unfortunately, I do know a lot of Italian Americans. And (laughs) um, I was able to... uh, to interview a lot of people who know that world. Of course, Mario Puzo being the consummate Italian American, um, reading his works, he had written a book entitled The Godfather Confessions, uh, and he talks about making uh, the making of the the novel and the movie. And um, in in one part, I believe it was either that book or another book or another one of his writings, he was quite a prolific writer. He said, I, I wrote this down. He said, I had, had every desire to go wrong, but I never had the chance. This is when early in life, he said, because the um, Italian family structure was too formidable. I mean, he had this this mother, his mother, he said, uh, first uttered some of the phrases uh, that are in The Godfather, both novel and movie. Some of the classes, classic phrases like, you know, uh, a man who doesn't fin- spend time with his family. Uh, he, those lines, you know, revenge is a dish that tastes best cold. He said his mother first said these words, and his mother was quite a tough, tough woman and uh, inspired him in many ways.
0: Yeah, Uh, you know, it's really interesting that you say that. um, I did get a chance to read up on him, like you know, for a long time of. Uh, Mario Mario Puzo and his work. I'm a big fan of his too, and uh, I've read The Fortune Pilgrim. That's that's one of his first books, and I have to say, like, the mother in the book was exactly how you described.
1: Exactly, yeah. like,
0: yeah, like you know, it it's like he was writing about his mom, which I'm sure that he was.
1: Right, exactly. That's that's what's believed to be, that he was writing, I think, uh, Lu- Lucia Santa, I think is her name in the book, and it, her mother, his mother's name was Maria, and she, um, apparently, he used her as a model and fictionalized uh, the book, obviously, but um, her she she was the basis for the character, I believe.
0: So, when you're writing about The Godfather, did you feel like you had big shoes to to fill? Did you feel like you were opening yourself up to criticism by writing about such an iconic film? What would you say, uh, I, I guess, yeah, that experience sure. was like?
1: Well, of course, I felt like I had to, uh, you know, well, I wanted to do the best job I could, as I always always try to do the best job I could. I can when I'm when I'm researching or writing anything. And of course, when you write about an iconic film that everyone that so many people have seen and so many people love, you feel a responsibility to really do your best and I hope that I have with this book.
0: And I, I just want to let the audience know I have started reading it and it's impressed me a lot. Mark is a very talented author and his knowledge of The Godfather is unparalleled. I do have to say that. And that's honest.
1: Well, thank you so much for saying that.
0: Absolutely. Uh, you know, there, there's one thing that always comes to my mind. I think I said that like five times already, but a bunch of things come to my mind when I think about The Godfather. One in specific, though, I think about what it was based off of. Did you happen to do any, you know, um, sort of digging up in like that department? Because I know that yeah. you mentioned Frank Sinatra, Johnny Fontaine, all this crazy stuff. Of
1: course. Well, what happened was, is that Mario Puzo, wanted, in the book that you mentioned, The Fortune of Pilgrim, uh, he had some uh, mob, mafia uh, aspect to it, but not a lot, you know. But one of the publishers that he went to, who had turned down his 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 next book, had said, "If only, you know, you could do a book that had more of that mafia stuff in it." And he kind of that rang a bell to him. And so at the time in the in the late mid to late sixties. Uh, a lot was going on with the mob being exposed to the, to the world. There was first the Kefauver hearings, which was a hearings Senate hearings on organized crime, and uh, those were held in cities across America, and you had these, these men, uh, these organized crime figures, uh, being one of them actually uh, was on television, and at first they only showed his hands, not his whole... His whole body and his face, Frank Costello, and um, so as everybody was watching this, and so Mario Puzo was watching it too, and he ordered the hearings, and and he also ordered a book called the, uh, he, uh, the Honored Society, which was about the Sicilian Mafia, and uh, other aspects um, of organized crime that he began researching. As he was a dogged researcher, he would read. He was an insatiable reader, and so he would read books on the mob. And uh, pretty soon, his office was just filled with all this source material. And from that, he created the family, the Corleone family. And that is also based in fact because Corleone is a town in Sicily, and that's where a lot of these uh, men call their called or called their home. And so he was able to draw on fact to create fiction that you is so compelling, you almost believe it's fact. You almost believe that there really is a Don Vito Corleone and Michael Corleone and Santino Corleone and Fredo um, and Sonny, of course. So he created these men on paper and they just kind of like were bigger than life. And that was a huge accomplishment. Just to create this family, uh, but basing it on back, but then actually creating more than was, that than was what was really happening. It was so, just a towering achievement.
0: Yeah, I, I could imagine, it. and it's a towering achievement for, for you, you know to get the chance to have published work. Your work is literally set in history next to the name of the godfather and the brand of the godfather so that's uh that's a dream come true
1: yeah i'm I'm quite proud of that because of course that it's an iconic movie uh and i'm just you know i'm proud to have the opportunity to write about it even in the way in any way you know so that's great yeah enjoyed it
0: do you have any plans for sequels, like to write about the Godfather Part Two and Part Three?
1: <laughs> not at this point, you know. Definitely. I'd love to, but I'm not at this point. I don't have any plans. I, you know, writing about Part One was was quite a lot because there's so much research uh, material that you know things that have been written, interviews, archives. It's just a mountain of of uh, documentation. And of course, then you have the source material of the of the original Mario Puzo novel and the and the movie itself. And so, uh, you know, I'm just happy to have written about number one at this point.
0: Do you have any opinion about? Uh, there was like a it, it was a rumor or like a fabricated, uh, like I, I guess uh, show 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 paper, but it was this uh, big flyer went around Little Italy. Not that long ago. And it said filming for the Godfather part four. People actually oh. thought that it was real.
1: No, I haven't heard that. I didn't hear that.
0: Yeah, it was uh it had to be maybe I'm gonna say six or seven years ago. Huh. But uh what's your opinion? Like, you know, cause they have been going back to a lot of a lot of different kinds of films. Uh what would your opinion be if they decided to re to rehash that um story?
1: gosh, I don't know. It just depends who would do it and the quality and, you know, what they could do with it. You know, you never say never. Who knows what will happen? Uh, I just think we're lucky to have the three that we do have and, uh, you know, who knows what will happen next.
0: Did you have any cast member in specific that really struck you with, uh, one of their stories or something that they had to say that other people might not know? Um, well, no,
1: you know, I loved, uh, talking with James Kahn he um is is quite I mean he just uh, was so classic in the role of Sonny and when you see him on on screen as who you can't imagine anyone else in that role I love talking with him uh of course uh Gianni Russo as Carlo is just classic and uh Al Pacino as Michael is incredible, and Taya Shire and Diane Keaton in their roles. Everybody is just so great in their roles. You can't imagine, you know, anyone else inhabiting those characters. And they all, you know, I've just enjoyed uh, um, every aspect of researching and writing this book. It was just a pleasure uh, to do to be able to, you know, follow uh, follow your interest and and really write something like this. It was just, a, you know, an honor and a, and a privilege.
0: Hypothetically speaking, let's just say that you get word that Al Pacino read your book or Francis Ford Coppola read your book. How would you feel about that?
1: I would feel great. I hope they will. Gotcha. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I feel great to know that. And, uh, you know, we'll see. I hope, hope that everyone reads it and, uh, and enjoys it as much as yeah. I enjoyed writing it.
0: Did you, uh, throughout writing it, because I know that you mentioned uh, you were writing it during the pandemic, you um, yes. said, uh-huh. since then, did you get any chance to, to like, uh, I guess, see places where The Godfather was filmed?
1: You know, I have in the past, um, mm-hmm. you know, it, in New York, you can still go to some of the real life places, um, Louis American, uh, Louis Italian American in the Bronx, but it's now, uh, it's, not, it's no longer a restaurant. Um, Best in Company, of course, is, not, is no longer there where the Christmas scene was filmed. Uh, you can go, I mean, the hospitals are obviously still there. The, bridge, the Bridges, uh, you know, where they did the, the classic scene is of course still there. I don't think you could do a U-turn uh, as they did, uh, you know, in the movie. But yeah, you can go you can go to these places. I've, I've gone to as many as I could, um, and I hope to go to many more in the future because you can see where these place, where the movie was filmed, you know, Radio City Music Hall, uh, of course, uh, which was dressed up to look like Christmas, even though I believe it was, uh, it, it, was it was far after that. But um, yeah, and the compound, of course, on Staten Island, you can't really go see that. And also I don't think with the compound on Staten Island, um, it was a large home, but the walls and the gate and, and the, uh, the high walls around it were built out of styrofoam by the set decorators. So, a lot, so in, in that case, it, it, they took something that was really great and authentic and they really improved upon it even more.
0: There's definitely uh, something that I, that I wanna share with you, which I think that you'd find really interesting. Uh, I went to high school at St. Francis Prep. That's the largest Catholic high school in the country. It's in Fresh Meadows, Queens. Uh And my freshman year Italian teacher had a whole entire class segment on The Godfather.
1: Wow.
0: It was the most amazing thing. Uh, You know, he was the first one to point out to like me, like, you know, or get me into it, I guess, because I was young. You know, you don't pick up too many things like how I would pick up now. But I like thought it was funny because uh like he would literally make us watch the epic from uh from a start to finish. And it was one of the most interesting and fascinating uh classes that I've that I've ever been in, even as a freshman. And uh it, it made me think of you right away. I'm getting those same kind of vibes, like you're passing on that that sort of knowledge.
1: That's great. Wow, that's terrific.
0: Yeah. Uh, lastly, I guess, is there anything that you'd want the audience at growing up Italian breaking bread to them know about you or, or your book?
1: No, I think the main thing is that I think the magic of both the book and the movie, um, is Mario Puzo and later Francis Coppola's, um, insistence and belief in the magic of the movie is that these men were not just you know, on the screen, they weren't just members of organized crime. They were family men for first and foremost. And that's what made the book and the movie so compelling is that you kind of know, you, you learn about these men's weddings and, 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 uh, and their son, they, their sons and, and daughters and grandfather, they have grandfathers and uncles and aunts. And so they, watching this movie beginning at the wedding, you really know that you're immersed in an Italian American family. And that's what makes the book and the movie so great. And so compelling is that you're an, it's a family story, even though it's about an organized crime family, it's an Italian American family. And that's what that's the heart of everything. And that's what made it such a great success that continues to this day.
0: Are there a lot of Italian-Americans in Colorado?
1: Sure, there are. Yeah, there's a lot. There are many Italian-Americans in Colorado. And I grew up in Texas where there's even more.
0: Wow. I wouldn't have guessed that. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. That's that. That's pretty cool. And if you ever get the chance to, to come here pretty uh, soon, I'd be happy to take you around and show you where the real Godfathers hang out. <laughs> That'd be
1: great. I really appreciate that. I would love of to course. do that.
0: Yeah. And uh, I will definitely uh, be there for it. And I'd love to chat more with you about the Godfather.
1: Terrific. Thank you.
0: Absolutely. And thank you again, Mark, for coming on. It's been a real pleasure.
1: Thanks, Anthony. Really appreciate it. Thank you.